You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. This is Detailing Addiction. I'm Dr. Susan Blank, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. Today in studio, I have with me David Donaldson from the Atlanta Healing Center and one of our favorite guests, Alice Wellens. Uh, who's a licensed professional, or excuse me, licensed clinical social worker, an LS, LCSW. You got it. I'm sorry. I started that off way too wrong. <laughs> anyway, um, she is a therapist who is um, well known to many of our listeners. Her practice is here in Atlanta. And if you're interested in learning more about the multitude of things that Alice does, not just uh, within her own practice and her patient base, but also in providing learning sessions, trainings, um, all kinds of social activities, social media postings, please, please go to her website, www.alycewellons. That's alicewellens.com, and we will give you more contact information, so keep your pen and paper close so that you can have that for your future reference. So thank you, Alice, for agreeing to be here, and thank you, David. I'm very glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is my favorite Tuesday of the of the quarter. Of the quarter. <laughs> we really enjoy having you. And today, I think, is a really fun idea. I'm not sure how you came up with this one, Alice, <laughs> but um, I, I just, I love the idea of uh, looking at the wisdoms from the slogans of AA, or Alcoholics Anonymous. So I remember back when I first started working in this field, and I would hear some of these slogans, and honestly, I must admit, I rolled my eyes just a little bit, just a little bit. But the wisdom really contained in some of these things is, um, is really powerful. And I, I love the idea that we're going to take a look at some of those today. Think about ways in which those might have developed and situations in which people might have had to make those choices and learn something from them. Um, kind of like in the olden days back um, when I was much younger and able to actually do this, I remember an interview with Meryl Streep. Mm. And someone asked her, what are your beauty tips? And she just looked him right in the eye and she said, wash your hair and hold in your stomach. <laughs> and I thought, okay, I can probably do that most days. So those little things, things your grandmother said, your kindergarten teacher said, that stick with you can be really helpful in a time of crisis. So today we're, we've all washed our hair and we're going <laughs> to hold in our stomachs as best we can. I can't do that very well anymore. But And talk about some of the wisdom from um, the slogans from AA. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was thinking about this last night and this morning. And, you know, we... I've come on the show. I've been such grateful and honored to be on the show for several years now. And when we were going over the topic possibilities for today, about halfway through my suggestions, I realized they were all like so serious. And I realized that a lot of the talks that we've had and the way I like to think about and talk about this, this very serious disease, but it is very serious. And I thought maybe thinking about 
interacting with us in a in a little bit of a lighter way, mm-hmm. but that still held so much power and wisdom. Um, we can talk about theory. We can talk about neuroscience. We can talk about medication treatment. Right. We can talk about um, you know the the real tragedy of this disease, and all of those things have a place. But to talk about the wisdom of these sayings and how they can just cut right to a truth mm-hmm. and still contain connection with all of those things I just mentioned, with medi- medication and neuroscience and, you know, theory and all of those things. But it just, it's that it's that sort of old formals, farmer's almanac right. truth. And you just know it when you hear it, and it hits you like a ton of bricks, and it just illuminates everything right there in that moment. That's what I love about these things. And they are so funny, some of them. Some of them are <laughs> hilarious, and and again, some of them seem kind of trite, but I've also had patients say that in a moment of crisis or a moment of need, that one of these sayings will pop into their head, and it will be just what they needed at that moment. Mm -hmm. So in preparing for this show, I know we all put out on our Facebook pages, um, ask people to write in and send us information about their favorite AA slogans or AA sayings, and so as we go through the show today, we're going to address some of those. Um, but yes, the, the the wisdom and the and, and the fun because yeah. because part of what I was thinking, especially Alice, while you were talking, was how much fun AA meetings can be. There yes. is a lot of laughter at AA meetings. There's certainly some very serious times, and there's some times where there's some tragedy being discussed. But there's also a lot of people relating to just where the disease of addiction takes people and where the recovery process takes people. And what's so interesting is that at Atlanta Healing Center on Wednesday nights, in one room we have a group for family members and friends, and and it is always very serious, and there's always all these questions. And right beside us is, is a re- aftercare group for all these people who've come through the program or people who are in the program and that room is laughing and they are they are making so much noise and the family members will look at us and say how can they be laughing when Uh they've got a lifetime disease that they're never going to recover from it And, and we do highlight that yes there is recovery and they find hope with each other and a big part of that is the slogans absolutely and and that it creates it just creates all the connections that make AA such a rich, powerful community. Yeah. So there's lots and lots of different slogans that you hear attributed to AA, and you hear them at mm-hmm. AA meetings. But there's five in particular that AA has actually said, we really highlight these, and we print them, and they're on the walls of every meeting. So I thought we should oh, throw those five out first and then expand as AA has expanded. So I'll just read through the five, and we can jump into it. Live and let live, but for the grace of God, easy does it, think, 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 (laughs) and first things first. Those are on the wall of every AA meeting that you go to, printed in the big... Old English letters. Right. Um, when you sit in these meetings and those those words just keep staring <laughs> Coming at, at you. you. <laughs> Coming at you. Tr- think, trying to penetrate think, think. into your own cellular wisdom. My sponsor actually said, 
I'm going to do the thinking for you. I have a sponsor to do the thinking for me. So that think, <laughs> think, think isn't for you. <laughs> because your best thinking got you here. Absolutely. Exactly. That's uh, another one of the slogans. <laughs> but I was reading about Easy Does It. So I'm jumping around a okay. little bit, but make sure we get to all of these, David. The Easy Does It and where that came from. And um, at least according to the AA lore, and this could be not correct, but uh, the idea that when people get newly into recovery and they're, ju- they're starting to feel better physically and they're really anxious to start making their amends, they want to go around and tell everybody how great recovery is, how well they're doing, and how sorry they are that they screwed up in the past or that they hurt somebody. And the idea of, no, 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 no. Easy does it. Slow down a minute. <laughs> because making amends is not until the ninth step. Mm-hmm. It's not the first step or the second or the third it is number nine, and there is a lot of preparation that you need to go through. So easy does it. Take take it one step at a time. Literally, don't go to the next step until you've finished the first step or the step that you're on. And don't get ahead of yourself because we've seen some disasters when people do that. And there will certainly be people who will come to a meeting and they'll they'll start to feel good and they'll read all of the steps and they'll kind of go through them all in their head and feel like they've done them (laughs) and they'll call up their sponsor and they'll say hey i'm ready to get together with you and do my fourth step my fifth step sharing my inventory and they haven't actually really even gotten to know their sponsor yet so regularly easy does it slow down one one step at a time one day at a time Mm -hmm. yeah and that that can really you know it can be seen on the wall of an aa meeting and we can talk about how that shows up with people in in especially in early recovery when they're wanting to move they're wanting to progress it also really shows up in a lot of you know other philosophies and traditions around staying in the moment yes and be here now and where are your feet you know they're on the ground around a way to deal with a mind that is constantly always wanting to move away from this moment for whatever reason and helping train that neural net that neural pathway back to the moment and helping it untrain it from trying to move away all all the time so I love that these slogans are there. They're easy. They're accessible. They're portable practices. You can use them anywhere, anytime. They also have really significant theoretical and neurobiological connections, which we all love to talk about. So that makes us happy. Makes us happy, too. (laughs) And the idea, to your point, Alice, that this doesn't just have to apply to someone who has the disease of addiction this is very helpful for someone who has an anxiety disorder Mm -hmm. or someone who's about to go have a job interview it's it it's really interesting that the idea that many of these slogans can be helpful just in everyday life Mm -hmm. is again the beauty and the truth and the wisdom Mm -hmm. that comes from these um, yeah these slogans yeah absolutely we have a, um, a patient currently who's also taking a comparative religions class and that person was amazingly surprised to hear that many of the aa slogans 
are in every single one of the religions that he studied so far. <laughs> yes. yeah. It's like, wait, that's from the Bible. Wait, no, that's from the Quran. Wait, no, that's... These are old, old classic right. thoughts for people. And that's because they have wisdom. They, mm-hmm. s- you, you know that um, you know the truth when you hear it. Mm-hmm. It's like you just know it. It hits you like a ton of bricks. That's what these slogans do is they cut right through all the BS, which you can hear a lot of. A right. gentle ton of bricks. <laughs> <laughs> and it just it touches this truth, a, a universal truth, which is why you see that across all religious, many religious traditions, um, many theoretical orientations, many philosophies. There are universal truths that you just you just know to be true and they're portable and they're wonderful. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the other ones? So did you read some lore about there but for the grace of God? No. I'm imagining because so often people will come in there and they'll start to feel be feeling better and they'll get to a, a bit of ego kicking back in where they're like, well, at least I'm not as bad as so-and-so. You hear that a lot in, in comparing different substances of choice. Mm-hmm. At least I didn't shoot up. At least I didn't blah, blah, blah. And some sponsor or some old-timer is going to say, there but for the grace of God. Mm-hmm. And a, correlate, a corollary to that is yet. Mm-hmm. Yet. You're right. eligible, too. And that's one of the beauties of coming to an AA meeting and being reminded that this disease doesn't go away. We can't cure it. And if we are not mindful of it, then any bad thing that has ever happened to anybody, we're eligible to. I love that. We're going to take a break now. When we come back, we'll talk more about the wisdom of AA slogans. Please stay tuned. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctor's conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. 
So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Twelve and a half. Welcome back. This is Detailing Addiction. I'm Dr. Susan Blank, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. Today in studio, we are very pleased to have our good friend and um, wonderful therapist here in the community, Alice Wellens, licensed clinical social worker. Her uh, practice is here in Atlanta, although she does do traveling and does uh, workshops and trainings around the country and even outside the country. I'd like to follow along on some of those, Alice. I, come on. Uh, come on down. So, again, if you would like to learn more about her practice, find about upcoming events, or just learn some wisdom from her social media postings, please go to her website, www.alicewellens.com, A-L-Y-C-E-W-E-L-L-O-N-S.com. So, we are talking about the wisdom from the slogans of AA, and um, we're also having folks post to our Facebook account. You can also watch us on Facebook Live. If you go to the America's Web Radio Facebook page, you can click on that and you can see Facebook Live and you can also um, put in comments there. But uh, if you would like to go to the Atlanta Healing Center Facebook page or Alice Wellens Facebook page, you'll be able to also write some comments about your favorite AA slogans. So there was one you mentioned a moment ago that's one of your favorites, Alice. <laughs> <laughs> well, one the one that w- was posted, one of the... The, the cotton. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, again, like we were saying earlier, these thing, these slogans just speak right to a truth. And oftentimes in AA, when you need to hear something there's a lot of other things going on that can cloud your ability to hear. You're in early recovery. You're, you're recovering physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. You also are recovering from a lot of consequences to your use. So there's a lot of crisis. There's a lot of sadness. There's a lot of fear going on um, in your world and in your internal landscape. So these slogans have something can, that can just cut right to chase can be can be good really good things to have um, but one of my favorite ones is take the cotton out of your ears and put it in your mouth <laughs> <laughs> and one of the reasons I like that is because you have to think about it just for a second and realize oh I'm not listening I'm talking I need to stop talking and start listening and the, the other one you hear that goes along with that God gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> right. And they're similar, I think, because it, when you come in, you are really in, you're, you're kind of in the middle of a big trauma of your life. And your sympathetic nervous system, your fight or flight, freeze, faint, you're really, really hyper, just hyper vigilant and, um, you're not in your best place. You're not thinking clearly most of the time. So to have these sayings and to have people who are like telling you, just sit down, be quiet, 
stop talking, start listening, and you know some wisdom will come in. And a lot of times they do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they might need to hear it a couple times, but right. that's a really that's one of my favorite ones. Real often, that's one that you hear at somebody who's brand new coming in, and they are still very much being controlled by the addiction. Either they still have a lot of of the chemicals leaving their system, or their brain has just not at all rebooted yet. They also, and you hear this a lot too, um, they're fighting people, places, and things. They're just fighting everything Mm -hmm. because they're terrified. And their lives are unraveling, and they know something's wrong, and they don't know what to do. So if they can just act like they know it all, then somehow that's giving them a feeling of empowerment because letting go and admitting that their lives have become unmanageable is t- is a terrifying paradoxical experience to to go through um so it's not to really mention helpful. the idea of being an adult in this world and not drinking alcohol yeah many of them don't have any idea that that's going to be a possibility and and think that they're destined to spend the rest of their lives sitting in these rooms with a bunch of old drunks. <laughs> um, <laughs> Miserable and not having any fun. Right. Yeah. 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 I like the one um, that talks about um, if you want to quit drinking, you have to quit drinking. <laughs> <laughs> there's no there's no magic to there's this no program. There's no magic to that. There's no... There's no magic. There's no, well, just a little bit. I think this speaks to the many attempts that people have at trying to control it, putting rules around their drinking. I'm going to wait till 5 o'clock. I'm not going to drink distilled spirits anymore. I'm only going to drink wine. Or I'm only, I I had an interesting (laughs) discussion just today with a young man that said, um, Vodka was getting me in trouble, so I changed to red wine. Mm -hmm. And the reason I changed to red wine is that my glass can always be full, (laughs) and no one thinks anything about that. Mm -hmm. So I can just keep filling up the glass. I don't have to ask for a new drink. I don't have another can of beer sitting on the table. I just have a constantly full glass of red wine. Um, So the idea that I'm going to do these things so that either I will think I'm not drinking so much or that I've got it under control or that other people won't notice. But uh, if you want to quit drinking, you've got to quit drinking. Yeah, and that's that's kind of one of those wisdoms. If you want to quit smoking, you gotta quit smoking. Uh, right. <laughs> all of these uh, wisdoms can be applied to a lot of things. Right, and it's it's that real basic principle too. It just takes it right down to just that concrete truth of you have tried everything in your power to have attempts to control. You're drinking and your world around you, and now it's time to do something different. The other one that that they put with that, though, is keep coming back. Mm -hmm. Because they know that people are going to do whatever they can to try and control this before they finally come back and surrender and have the willingness to do all the changes they have to make. Yeah. And if they just keep coming back, eventually they're going to have a light bulb moment where the, where they really get this and they understand that they haven't turned it over or they haven't trusted anybody. And if they don't keep coming back, 
you just don't know. And usually the thing that's said after keep coming back is it, it works, works if, if you, you work, work it. it. <laughs> and you're worth it. And you're worth it. And I love I love that simplicity too because it works if you work it, meaning there's something you have to do as well. Um, right to engage in, and that's where the twelve steps and mm. working with a sponsor can really um, deepen that journey. So there was one of the slogans that really spoke to me. It says, "All we ask is that you completely change your attitude as soon as possible." <laughs> <laughs> that's all we ask. <laughs> yeah, that, that's where those those fun, humorous. Uh, context can really help because mm-hmm. um, it can be so serious and when a lot of times when people come into the rooms their lives are at their they're in their darkest hour and to walk into a room where there's laughter there's fellowship and you you get the sense that people have been where you are and right. somehow they got out whoa like there is mm-hmm. a life you know there's a life rope in the water and you can grab it but to go along with the funny Piece, and this kind of moves up further along the road to if there's a, a slip or a relapse. But backsliding begins when the knee bending stops. And um, I think that really talks to the power of spirituality mm-hmm. in the program and how that's such a cornerstone of what this recovery, what really illuminates it and gives it gives it its, its real power. And the humility, that's also part of mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Bended knee is um, also, you know, yeah. sometimes uh, some of the most um, humble, well-informed um, people I know, well-informed about themselves, are people that have worked um, um, and continue to work a good program of recovery mm-hmm. because they're really honest with themselves and they're really honest with others, and um, and they're a delightful to be around. The the one of the ways AA uses to describe itself is it's a program of attraction. They don't right. promote the program, and I think that that trickles down to the way that people in AA move through the world. They themselves and their recovery is a program of attraction. You also hear the phrase, you wear your recovery like a loose garment. You know, it's something that's a part of you, it's on you, but it moves with you. It mm-hmm. has an ease of flow, um, but it's but it's an essential part of who you are and how you move through the world. It's a very beautiful thing to be around somebody who um, lives their life, lives their principles, right. truly lives their principles. Truly lives it. Yeah. So um, one of the my favorite stories is the guy goes into a bar and orders two drinks, and the bartender puts them both down, and the guy puts the first one, and he sets it aside, and he picks up, and he drinks the second one. And the bartender says, so why did you do that? And he said, well, in AA, they said one drink is too many. And a thousand's not enough, so I figure if I just skip the first one, <laughs> I'll be fine. <laughs> I'll be fine. I'll but um, be fine. I love that when one drink is too many and a thousand's not enough, because that really speaks to the compulsivity of this disease, which we can talk about more later. 
Exactly. So we're going to uh, take a break now. When we come back, we'll talk more about the wisdom of the slogans of AA. Please stay tuned. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key, and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. This is Ron Camacho, host of the Business Hour, on Fridays from 10 to 11 a.m. Join me as I talk with passionate professionals on a program that profiles the best businesses, business professionals, business practices, and fascinating individuals to get an insider view of how America works, 10 to 11 a.m. on America's Web Radio. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back. This is Detailing Addiction. I'm Dr. Susan Blank, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. Today in studio, I have David Donaldson and Alice Wellens with me. Alice has her own practice here in Atlanta at www.alicewellens.com, A-L-Y-C-E-W-E-L-L-O-N-S.com. And, of course, you can find the Atlanta Healing Center at atlantahealingcenter.com. You can also find us on Facebook, and if you would like to post your favorite AA slogan, we'll be happy to share that with our listeners, and uh, you can go to the Atlanta Healing Center Facebook page or to Alice Wellen's Facebook page, spelled just the same on the Facebook page <laughs> as on the website. Exactly. There's so many of the slogans that are, are designed to help people understand that change happens. Change is always occurring, and, and many, many people, alcoholics, Al-Anon people, and people in general, really, really have a difficult time with change. Right. Um, so one of the things they'll say is, no major changes in the first year. Right. And the next thing they'll say is, you need to change everything. <laughs> <laughs> Change your places, your playgrounds, your playmates, right. change right. your thinking. There's a series of books 
called The First Year, Second Year, Third Year of Recovery. They're, they're thin little books. And the first one is um, When All That Changes Is Everything. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and I think that's a really good way to frame what we're talking about is a lot of these, quote, uh, slogans help you um, understand some of the principles and some of the emotional and spiritual um, processes that happen in AA, whether it's change, whether it's gratitude, whether it's um, acceptance, um, whether it's, you know, dealing with others, they, they're all designed to help you uh, illuminate some concept that AA really believes is an essential part of mm-hmm. recovery. Um, you know, one of the ones that um, I think helps a lot is helping people find um, courage to walk into the meeting. Right. To go to the next meeting, um, to go home at the end of the day and face whatever is at home, and just to... to Remember how much courage it takes to start to address and treat this addiction. And so that's why I really like how they use courage and courage to change and keep coming back, and it works if you work it, because they all really, really help bolster up um, that courage that people need, especially in early recovery. And that is... um hard and that is when sometimes these slogans are 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 most most helpful the um, idea of let go and let God that's mm-hmm. shown up several times uh, by a number of different people as um, one of the, their favorite slogans and I know the word God often puts shivers down the spines of <laughs> people who um, don't particularly like that word or have some connotations associated with it that are unpleasant to them, but let go and let your higher power, Mm -hmm. which means we can worry, we can worry, we can plan, we can do all kinds of things, and and yet what's going to happen is what's going to happen, and we need to just trust the process, and in early recovery, that's really important is to just keep doing the next right thing Um, and you really hear a number of slogans just based around that word god right that help people so much um good orderly direction is is one that Mm -hmm. comes to mind that Mm -hmm. helps people get past the the their childhood connotations of the word and begin to just living one day at a time the other one that i found really helpful for a lot of people is group of drunks Mm-hmm. When this group of drunks gets together, they're able to help each other stay clean and sober. And that that's so disarming, you yeah. know, because it, it adds a little bit of humor and it adds a lot of reality to the whole thing. And it makes it more approachable for people that might be put off um, by that particular word. Um, right. So, And that's another reason I think the slogans are so helpful is that you can – kind of keep tweaking them and AA does that till you find what resonates with you and then you just keep working it. You just keep working that path and it doesn't force one way of doing, of even looking at the word God. 
You know, mm-hmm. it kind of keeps giving you options till you can find the one that resonates with you and helps you keep moving forward instead of getting drunk, getting stuck, oh, and getting drunk, or getting drunk, <laughs> and or both, and or both. Yeah. Um, one that I particularly like is um, the smartest thing an AA member can say is "Help me," mm-hmm. and I that again goes back to that idea of humility and also that there's power in the group when Mm -hmm. the individual may not be feeling strong or safe or know what to do next um asking for help while Mm -hmm. very hard to do it's wonderful to see what happens in an aa group or other 12-step program when somebody says i need help all of the help that gets mobilized within that group and sometimes even outside that group to help that person with whatever it is they need. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. That, that to me, is really one of the cornerstones of AA is the community and all that comes with that. But you are not alone. You are a meeting away. You are a phone call away. You are a text away. Um, you are one breath away from just asking for help and knowing that it's there. And you've, I'm sure we've all heard people talk about just knowing that has helped so many people through mm-hmm. dark times. Right. They didn't even have to call. They would have if they needed to. But just truly, truly knowing that and knowing that the next morning there was a room that they were going to go to, that a bunch of people were going to know that person's name, ask how they were doing, ask how whatever happened the night before went, that they were seen, heard, and mattered, Mm -hmm. that they were held in community and that they were known. Right. Is so powerful. And, And you're not alone, whether it's the fellowship of the room or your higher power, both. Yeah. And um, back to that idea about the word God that people often have trouble with. Um, One of the slogans that I like is, AA works for people who believe in God. AA works for people who don't believe in God. AA never works for people who think they are God. (laughs) (laughs) That that is so true. That's a good one. That is a good one. That one can't argue with i don't care who you are um (laughs) right your best thinking got you here exactly exactly (laughs) and i mean you could really have an entire meeting where every word was a slogan or a quote Mm -hmm. of aa Mm -hmm. and it would connect you know all the dots of the theme and point of a meeting (laughs) there is a god and i am not it I can't. He can. I think I'll let him. (laughs) Steps one, two, and three. (laughs) Correct. Yeah, exactly. And again, I love that about AA, that it creates different ways to try to engage with all the steps or the sayings or the sentiments that it's offering. It helps people find a way in so they can get in. There's no magic in recovery, only miracles. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the idea that when the transformation happens, if people do stay connected, it really is, it really is a miracle. Mm-hmm. And it's wonderful to see, and, and it really does happen. 
And a lot of what you hear after that is, don't stop before the miracle happens. happens. Exactly. Or five minutes before. Yeah, or don't stop five minutes before the miracle happens because it is going to happen and everybody in that room will share with you their experience, strength, and hope and their own miracle. And again, that creates hope, that creates courage, that helps create an expansive um, internal place of, of patience and sitting with and just and just waiting. You know, time takes time. <laughs> Another good one. Time does take time. But easy does it. But easy does it. One, one day, day at, at a time. time. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I don't know if anybody saw on um, Instagram because I'm trying to become much more socially connected. Oh, good. You're for so you. hip, David. <laughs> um, Elton John posted his 28-year chip yesterday and spoke about the miracles that AA had brought into his life. And and in particular, he spoke in there briefly about um, his experience with with Ryan White dying of AIDS Mm -hmm. and how that really helped him wake up. Um, And the story that I actually think about is that he, he got sober here in Atlanta and went to meetings here in Atlanta. And I remember working with this girl who was like two months clean and she came back and she was like, I was at a meeting right beside this really famous star. And, and he just said, it'll be okay. And she, as far as I know, she is doing really, really yeah. well. But that was a moment early in his recovery, actually, because mm-hmm. yeah. I'm getting so old. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what I read also in his tweet was that he said something like 28 years ago, or I can't remember what the number was. I'm guessing it was 28. Um, I... I uh, found the courage to ask for help. Yeah, yeah. And that speaks to that piece of um, asking for help and the courage that it takes to do that, to come out of the dark and into the light. And it does. It's a, it's a, it's a beautiful, miraculous moment when that happens. I also like look for the similarities rather than the differences. Um, because, Very helpful. you know, we were talking earlier, this connects to that comparative um, mind that can happen when you're in recovery, especially people who are first going to meetings. They'll go into a meeting and they'll hear people sharing these stories that could be really horrific, you know, jail and killing people and emergency rooms. And, um, and they'll leave the meeting and say, I didn't do any of that. How could right, that that's not possibly me. be me? I can't get anything from these people. And, you know, so it helps to help remind people to use that slogan, look for the similarities rather than the differences, because you are like everybody in that room. You have a disease. This is how your disease is manifesting and finding ways to connect with instead of kind of fearfully move away from. So, yeah. Especially people who are famous, especially people who are, you know, in, in whatever way they conceive of themselves as being important and and (laughs) famous or whatever. Musicians in particular is that you tend to see their devastation all over the place before. And so it's so nice to see their recovery process. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing both sides of that picture. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So one that I just read, that's kind of nice. This too shall pass. Yeah. It may pass like a kidney stone. (laughs) (laughs) But it will pass. I hadn't heard the 
kidney stone part. <laughs> but that's probably more realistic than the other way. Uh-huh. <laughs> this nice gentle passing. <laughs> oh, yeah. And again, that's back to that humor. And that is, AA is so good for that. Finding that humor just when you need it the most. Just when you need it. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about the wisdom in AA slogans. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctor's conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back. This is Dr. Susan Blank. This is Detailing Addiction, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. So today we've been having a lively and somewhat fun conversation <laughs> with one of our favorite people, uh, Alice Willens, a therapist here in Atlanta. And again, please check out her website and her social media pages. Very informative and inspiring. I really love your daily Instagram and, and uh, Facebook posts. Um, they're quite inspirational and make me think. So thank you for those. And her website is www.alicewellens.com, A-L-Y-C-E-W-E-L-L-O-N-S.com. And check out her Facebook, what, Instagram, how do they find just, you? Uh, it's all at, just Alice Wellens and it should all come up. It should all come up. Or it's all on my website, too. She's everywhere. And uh, her Instagram <laughs> posts and pictures are really thought-provoking and oh, thank you. and very helpful. I, I enjoy them. I look at them almost every day. Aww. And thank you, David Donaldson, for being here as well. So um, 
We thought in our last segment here that we'd really focus on the ones that really either make us laugh or move us, um, the ones that speak to us. So who wants to go with theirs? Oh, my gosh. Do you go? Well, I was mentioning earlier um, off air um, about a therapist that we've all worked with in the past who... um, used to regularly say insight without behavioral change is meaningless um and this is an incredible woman i don't want to talk about her in the past tense she's a, a great woman she's still a she's great just woman. not doing therapy with us anymore and although so we're we probably a need resentment, it um, resentment. Um, but she had she had a, a way of just getting right to the brass tacks with people and helping them realize that Having a lot of insight is great, but then you have to follow it up with actually taking some action and making some change. And, and recovery really is a program of action, another slogan. Um, all of the steps are action steps. Exactly. Another slogan. Another slogan. <laughs> so the one I like and have to remind myself and um, folks in um, our treatment program is HALT. Don't get too hungry, too angry, too lonely, or too tired. Really, that word halt, um, first of all, you need to stop a minute and you need to look at your self-care. Am I hungry? Am I angry? Am I lonely? Am I tired? And I'll bet if you're having anxiety, a bad mood, a craving, a bad thought, uh, one of those or multiple of those might be out of whack. So halt is just a good one that I like um, to remind people of because self-care is so important. I think people in early recovery really need loneliness validated. Yes. And that's an easy way to validate it, that they can hear it without becoming defensive with it. Mm-hmm. But it's such a hard emotion for people to, to really deal with, and it's such a big cause of relapse. Right, and especially in early recovery when their ability to tolerate discomfort is so, so minimal because they've been using drugs, alcohol, food, sex, whatever it is, all these years to immediately quiet any discomfort that they have. And so they have no real tools yet to tolerate discomfort. And loneliness is a big one. It's a really big one, which is another great plug for the community and the fellowship, just to go sit in a room with other alcoholics and addicts and and be part of a community, whether or not you're even taking it in or your, you know, your mind is even there. If your body is, something will... Your mind will follow. Your mind will follow. <laughs> Fake it till you make it. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, if we're going to talk about early recovery pieces that really just help put one foot in front of the other, which is another one, put one foot in front of the other, it's don't drink, read the big book, and go to meetings. Just... Really mm-hmm. keep it simple, stupid, which right. is another one. <laughs> yes. just got three in, <laughs> in one. But it's really having a simple set of directions. And, you know, I tell people all the time, if you can stay sober, we can figure out all the rest. We can deal with it all. we got plenty of time. We'll, we'll deal with it all. But just figuring out how to stay sober. And the best way to do that in the realm of AA is don't drink read the big book, go to meetings. Mm-hmm. And that's that's some powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and also keep the plug in the jug. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that would be the other one. <laughs> that's really important uh, to remember and consider. 
There's one that um, our friend Michael from Tucson, Arizona, always says to people, and that's if you don't do a fourth, you're going to drink a fifth. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Meaning the fourth step. Yes. And keep working yes. the steps. Keep working them. Yeah. Yeah. And that I, I love that, too, because that's that little piece of, you know, keep moving, keep moving, especially when you get to the harder steps, like the fourth step, because that can bring up, that can excavate a lot of old, old history for people and old feelings that, again, they might not really have resources to deal with. But you can't skimp. You can't skimp. You cannot skimp. Bring the body and the mind will follow. Another favorite is fear is the dark room where negatives are developed. <laughs> I, like, I like that one. <laughs> that is a good one. <laughs> yeah. I like the an acronym for fear, face everything and recover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, the acronyms are really good. Um, ego is edge God out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah. KCB, keep coming back. Yeah. <laughs> They're good. They're good. An AA meeting is where losers get together to talk about their winnings. Um, that's really good, too, to feel like, you know. Was that sent in? What? Was that one sent in from somebody? That wasn't sent in. Oh, that's a good one. I hadn't actually heard that. Um, but I think that's that, That's for me, that's that reminder that, um, you know, change does happen. And powerful things happen when people come together and change their lives and share that with each other. There are no people too dumb for the program of AA, but many are too smart. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That is a good one. And along with that, you often hear, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Because the steps have been working as written for a long, long time. Right. Yeah. And many times people want to pick and choose <laughs> which ones um, they want to take, but one step at a time can be either just keep going, keep moving ahead, literally put one foot in front of the other, Mm -hmm. but it can also mean take one step at a time Mm -hmm. and really work that step Mm -hmm. because working the problem, the program is how you solve the problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think what, what we're all saying is that... We need to print that one up on the wall. Working Which the program is how you solve the problem. <laughs> I like you that. You didn't even know you just came I out with that, did I you? I just came out with that. That was a perfect slogan. <laughs> that needs to be added onto the list. Of We're going to become slogans. slogan makers. <laughs> we could just sit around and do that. Um, and, you know, as we're starting to wrap up, one of, the, one of the main tenets of any recovery program and any, any process from which people move from one place to another is gratitude yes and yes thank you and (laughs) thank you the NAA has all sorts of slogans for that but the one that really resonates is the cultivating the attitude of gratitude and the gratitude prayer that people use in AA a lot is um, please make me want what I already have and that's just this whoa you know that's a very crystal clear reminder that um we're always living in the past or the future craving or aversion and it's very very hard to get our mind to be here now and to be take a moment and be grateful for what's happening in this very moment and here's the bonus move there 
is to be grateful even for the places that are difficult, even for the suffering, even for the darkness, because there is teaching in that. There is power in that. Um, There is something very, very beautiful that we have to learn in those places and the more we try to move away you know we the what we resist persists so the more we try to move away from those things they're just going to keep coming back so cultivating the attitude of gratitude is a good one to keep in your back pocket and a good one for people to be reminded of all the time Mm -hmm. because there isn't a dark place as you were saying Mm -hmm. that you can't stop and find something Mm-hmm. that you can be grateful for mm-hmm. and just in doing that makes such a powerful change in your brain mm-hmm. and where you're spending time in your brain mm-hmm. physiologically it really makes a difference there is a movement within your brain and within the energy structures of your brain when you move from fear regret anger suspicion whatever and move to gratitude mm-hmm. A whole different part of your brain opens up. Now you have possibilities. Mm-hmm. Before you have hamster wheels, now you have <laughs> possibilities. And that's, um, that's really one of the things to share with, mm-hmm. with people is no matter how dark it is, the attitude of gratitude is mm-hmm. really how you're going to get out of that. Yeah, it's everything from neurobiological. It shifts us from our sympathetic, fear, fear-based Um, central nervous system state to our parasympathetic Um, it also has a cbt root and it helps us just you know what we what we think about is what shapes our reality and what shapes our um, ideas and concepts about it so if we're thinking about things negatively that's how we're going to see it Mm -hmm. we think about something positively that's how we're going to see it not in a fake way a real a real way a choice um, in my couple sessions, I have couples, that's how I end most sessions, is I have them list three things that they're grateful for um, in their marriage, mo- mostly because I want them to come back. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Those sessions are hard. But also, it's helpful to remember that. It's just helpful to remember cultivating that attitude of gratitude. And remembering why you why you came together and yeah. why you're here. Yeah. So thank you so much for being here with us today, Alice, and thank you, David, and thank you all for listening to Detailing Addiction. We'll see you next week. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.